Welcome back to Grunts in Appalachia. We have a really awesome episode for you today. We are live at on location at Navarino Bay in downtown Huntington at the market. We have the owner here with us, Yorgi, and we would like to thank you for having us here tonight. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing here is we, we just said that we're here with Yorgi, the owner of Navarino Bay, phenomenal restaurant, and we'll, we'll keep touching on how phenomenal it really is. But the craziest thing, Yorgi, before you tell us about yourself is I don't even know your last name because I can't pronounce it. Yeah, it's Alexandropoulos. Alexandropoulos. Yeah, Alexandropoulos. Al it's Steve Polychronopoulos. Steve Polychronopoulos. It's, it's, you know, it's the Opolises, right? Opolis is a very southern Greek thing, but it's it's so common. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I actually, when I was explaining to John, well, I mean, and you know John, you, you know me, we, we've gotten to know each other pretty well, but like the, the biggest thing was, I was like, dude, I don't know how to pronounce that. I mean, it's 15 letters. Yeah, no, it's it's every bit of 15 letters. <laughs> how, long, how long did it take you to learn that as a child in, in kindergarten? In, and the funny thing was, is according to my parents, and I have a hard time remembering this, I hardly knew English going into kindergarten. I was raised around you know, Greek dad, Greek aunt and uncle for the most of the time. It was like I knew my English quite well, but like spelling my last name was not hard at all. Oh, wow. Now, I will say this uh, for our listeners. We are on location, so you're going to hear some background noise of people cleaning up, people working, and there was a band here playing just a little while ago, so there is some background noise. We apologize for that. But, but enjoy the background noise because this is... Uh, Real right, life. This, well, this is right in the heart of Huntington, and it's, I mean, it's right there. It's an amazing, uh, you'll, you'll see a ton of photos. I mean, it's a beautiful space. It's, I mean, it's just a, it's a gorgeous restaurant. Uh, very industrial looking with brick and just, just really well done. Real, and that's a credit to you, uh, Yorgi, Yorgi, Steve Polychronopoulos. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's just a, a huge credit to you. I mean, this, this space is absolutely gorgeous. And we're going to, because of how pretty it is, I mean, we're going to really take advantage of showing pictures and, and letting people know because the big, the biggest thing that we want for you, we want to hear your story. We want to hear about you. But at the same time, we want everybody to, if you're in this area, Come check out Navarino Bay. It's it's phenomenal. Absolutely, and I'm going to jump in here right now, and I'm going to I'm going to start with the first line of questioning for you here, Yori. Okay. And I'm going to jump in and say, "Big fat Greek wedding." Is the movie legit? <laughs> my man, like, ah, oh, jeez. The the most asked question I get about my wedding. So it was it was March 12, 2018. I opened Navarino Bay. I got married May 12. 2018 two months after I opened up the restaurant did you meet her here no no well I met her I met her in Huntington I met her met her at church which is you know not the way I thought that was gonna go but it's the way that it went you know nice <laughs> and she she was not originally Greek Orthodox but she had became Greek Orthodox it was real cool uh, we met through church. She started working for my dad at the same time I was working for my dad. We got to know each other and everything. That was great, but it was the wedding itself is insane. Touch on, and we're, we're going to probably talk about your dad a little more here later. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how did you, how did you pluck one away? From your dad. I mean, we, we've met your dad. You know what I mean? Like, and so, yeah. like, how, how did that? How did that happen? So, my dad loved her instantly, and with her and I, it was just we were we were just hanging out. We got a lot of common interest. It was cool. And <laughs> one day, I had to tell my dad, I was like, "Hey, you know, this, this Rachel girl, I really like her. She's going to come over to the house for this pizza party you're having. I don't know if you know that or not." Which was, which was weird because the way Greeks are, but dad was super happy about it. And it was the coolest thing in the world. Man. He was like, it's time. Yeah, it's, 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 it's finally time. <laughs> he was like, I like this girl. It's, this is time. Yeah, and my dad's broken English, you know. But uh, yeah, we, when we got married, the, the wedding was, I didn't expect it to be the way it was. We invited maybe 200 people, which is still a lot. Yeah, it's still a lot because... I have a lot of extended family. I've got a lot of family that's not actually family. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're Greek. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is where the big, my big fat Greek wedding thing comes true because I've got a lot of family that's 
not really family. That's kind of like Appalachia. Yeah, 100%. That, that's why a lot of Greeks like Appalachia a lot. <laughs> so I had family coming in from Columbus, not real family, like my godmother and then all of her family and all of her extended family. And then my aunt's family, which is kind of related to my godmother's family and everything else. It was kind of wild. So did, did you know everybody at your wedding? No, not yeah, at all. Okay. <laughs> not at all. So we packed the church for the wedding. I actually met somebody three or four days ago that was at my wedding. I had no idea they were there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's they, they awesome. came I into mean, the restaurant. I mean, that, that's awesome. I mean, like, that's that's what I'm, that's what we're trying to hear right now is, like, those kind of things. And yeah, just, no, it was, it, was, it was unbelievable. And then it was about 200 people. We packed the church at the church for the actual wedding. Reception could have been 300, 350, 400 people. People I didn't even invite. You know, we, we packed this place. It was a blast. It was a wild time. It was Greek dancing. You know, we hired a band that was uh, a band that played when I was dancing at Greek Festival when I was a kid, ever since I was a kid. This is this is a new thing for me. I don't even know what Greek dancing is, and I can yeah, dance. I, I, don't, I don't either. Oh, man. Greek dancing is it's typical line dancing in a circle. But so it's, it's like Greek country line dancing. It, yeah, 100%. Okay. It's Greek country line dancing. It's We always say it's a, it's a bit more athletic. Very, it's very, a bit more athletic. Has a, has, a, has a pretty good Appalachia feel already. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it was a wild time. And there's a certain point in the night where I can't remember, you know, what happened after that. Cause what, it I mean, Greek the Uzo wedding. was probably flowing. Oh, Uzo, I can't tell you how much. The liquor bill on that. It was a, over two grand for the where, where did you get married at? We got married at St. George Greek Orthodox Church. Okay. And then we had the uh, reception at uh, a place in Cannonsburg. It was a, an event center. It was basically uh, like the big Sandy Arena, right? You, you take it, you empty it out, you put some tables and chairs in there. That's where we had a reception. <laughs> nice. And I was like, oh, Jesus is huge. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounded like you needed that kind of venue. I, you know, I didn't think we were going to, but we did. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, you were expecting like a, a shotgun wedding with like 50 people there. Nah, man, I'm Greek. You can't have a shotgun wedding with 50 people. Are you kidding me? You get killed? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, you can't do that. You know, we, we, we jumped all over the the big fat Greek, you know, I'm using air quotes now when I say that, but you know, we jumped all over the big fat Greek wedding just because I know our listeners are like, I watched the movie, you know, this is a Greek guy, I mean, and so it, so it is par for the course, but before, uh, you know, let's go back a little bit and why don't you give us a little bit of, let, let's, let's hear your history, let's hear you know, uh, from how it started putting you in Appalachia you know, and and kind of th- that coming up, and then uh, Yorgi Steve Polykarnopoulos is <laughs> now today. You know what I mean? Like what what he's up to? Well, like it, so it was weird growing up in Appalachia as Yorgi Alexandropoulos, it, but the, it was weird because there was other Greek kids, but the other Greek kids had the I don't know how to say it right. They. You can say whatever you want, however you want <laughs> they, they, to. They had it easy enough for them that they could be more Appalachian, right? Their parents were second or third generation Greeks, so they had been raised in Appalachia. My dad was you know, fresh off the boat, Greek guy. My mom was from Appalachia, but completely sided with my father that we were raised Greek. It's really interesting how your mom was Appalachia and your dad's Greek because if your mom had met your dad in Greece, your dad to this day would still be living in Appalachia. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way yeah, it is. That's just the way it is here, right? Yeah, that's just the way it is. So, so you know, my parents met, and, and mom was convinced I want my kids raised Greek. Full Greek names, full Greek everything. My mom's actually the best Greek cook. She's, she's from Appalachia. She's from Appalachia. She cooks what, better what? than any Greek woman I've ever met. She white chick. White chick. White chick. Her last name, maiden last name is Davis, right? She's a white chick. <laughs> she cooks better Greek food than any Greek woman I've ever met. So, I haven't gotten an invite yet to mom's cooking. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely I definitely got to have some falafel. Uh, falafel. Falafel's not actually Greek, but it's good. It is good. I didn't really? No, it's Where's not that, Greek. That it's from? Lebanese. So, there's oh, this okay. weird thing with Oh, wait, wait, so that's, that's chicks that like chicks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just chicks that like chicks from the Isle of Lesbos, they said. 
No, it's uh, Lebanese food and Greek food gets they get confused for each other all the time. So it's really baba ganoush is that is that Lebanese as well? And that's Lebanese as well. Oh wow! Dude, and, I don't and hummus. Even... Hummus is not Greek. Hummus is Lebanese. <laughs> I uh, we've been to Greece. I spent weeks. In, I got stuck in Greece. No, stuck is not the good term for it. No, I mean it was great. I had, it was the best time of my life in, in the Marine Corps. I had I, had, I was stuck in Greece for four weeks. Uh, we were doing shipboard security, going from Bahrain, come around the Horn of Africa, come up through the Suez Canal, go to Suda Bay, get on another boat, and then go back. We were doing shipboard security, is all yeah. it was. When we got to Suda Bay, Greece, we got stuck there because there was no boats coming in for like three or four weeks. So we just had three or four weeks of liberty. Where we just got to do whatever we wanted. Three and or four weeks in Greece. Oh my God! It was it was amazing. It really was. It was amazing. You can get a lot. You know, a lot of things can happen. Now Nate, Nate's Nate was in Greece as well, but most of the time he was on restriction and couldn't go off the boat. Why? Why are we bringing that no, up? Why were you on restriction? I'm bringing that up because of how you did me dirty on the last one about my motorcycle incident. I mean, I really want to know this story just because I love I love a good military story. Well, I don't. Uh, I was just trying to hear your bio, dude. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought like we were gonna hear about uh, Steve Polychronopoulos and try to figure out like you know what you know kind of letting the listeners know like what uh, you know, who we're you know who we're interviewing tonight. But I, I I'll be totally honest with you, York. Yeah, I don't remember what I did. I'm actually sitting here racking my brain trying to remember what you did, and the only thing I can recall is somebody getting hit with a salt shaker on the mess deck and I can't remember if that was you or somebody else and it turned into a big Well no it didn't problem. happen I, I know it didn't happen on the boat because I got off the boat. I know I was off the boat. So Yeah we it, we were off the boat one night. <laughs> well that was normally like on, on Libo I was usually good for one night. Like I was I'm a one night guy. Well, I mean, if you got hit with a salt shaker off the boat, you probably were definitely in Greece because that just sounds like it's the start of a party. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, someone probably should have told me that. Yeah, because I think, I think we misread that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, broken plates, throwing plasticware, because, trash because, away, I mean, because when we were in Greece, I was there with Nate, and I was on I was on restriction as well, and I don't remember what I got on restriction for. I was oh, just geez. a real, I was very volatile at that point in time in my life, and I really didn't, there was no gray area with me. <laughs> like I, I will say this, not talking <laughs> trash on Greece, I'm not talking trash at all, but I will say this, the first time I got off the boat in Greece, and this is Suda Bay, they sent all the little children out because they knew the U.S. Navy was pulling in, there was going to be thousands of people there, and they sent little kids out to rob us. I mean, you would get 20 kids run up to you, sticking their hands in your pockets, pulling your money out, pulling whatever you had, in your, and there was nothing you could do. Have you ever had? Have you ever had twenty little kids rob you? Well, I'll, I'll say, you know, that, I'm, that I'm wasn't the Greeks. I'm watching my wallet right now. <laughs> that, was, that, that wasn't the Greeks. <laughs> those are those are the Lebanese. I don't know how how much I can go into that uh, without sounding you know a little bit racist. As Yorgi's putting ice <laughs> cubes in his glass to yeah, fill it up yeah. with bourbon. Yeah, let's touch on this. What are we what are we drinking, Yorgi? So uh, we're drinking Larceny today. One of my one of my favorites. But oh man, just the yeah. So gypsies are a real thing. Is that what they're called? Yeah, gypsies. Okay, gypsies, they're real. Gypsies, they're, they're legit. They're, they're legit real thing. You know what they do in the United States? They they pour asphalt. I've hit on this. Uh, they pour asphalt. They try to sell you cheap sunglasses and steal your wallet in yeah. Greece. <laughs> well, they, 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 they pour asphalt here and live in weird compounds. I've oh, seen man. It. I'll tell you. Gypsies in Greece are just, they're, they're, they're something else. <laughs> they're definitely something else. Uh, I once I once had some uh, gypsy child. I was 17 at the time trying to steal my wallet. Oh, well. No, I mean, I'm talking like there was packs of them. Yeah. Now, when I came back and I was just in a 13-man team going on that deployment where we were there stuck for four weeks, that didn't happen. Yeah. It's only when an entire fleet pulled in, I guess, is that they know. Like, they know when you're coming there and they're ready. Like, they, they come out of, out of the sticks. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's pretty much par for the course in any port you go into. You know, I don't care where it is. Marmaris, Turkey, Road to Spain. I mean, like, you know, we rode some high-speed vessels in Japan. I mean, it just doesn't matter where you go. Like, they're waiting for you because you're honestly an easy target, let alone, you know, I mean, we were we were considered the finest fighting force in, in the world, but we were suckers for kids, we're suckers for women, we're, and we're suckers for the, you know, the less fortunate because we, at the time, 
seemed to feel we felt like we had the world by the balls and we're we're badass and we're we got money in our pocket and stuff like that so we were we were the hardest easy targets you could ever you could ever be he was the toughest guy with the deepest biggest pocket to reach in okay so let's let's go back and uh let's let's hear let's let's see who steve polykernopoulos is yeah yeah so grown up greek west virginia there were very few of us kids greek i was lucky enough to grow up with about five or six other guys born around honestly we were born within like four weeks of each other all born Greek Orthodox. How old are you, Yorgi? 36 years old. When's your birthday? August. Why? No, no. I'm not going to give that information over the internet. Are you kidding me? Oh my! Hey, this, is, this isn't the internet. No, it will be. It will be the internet. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No, I tell I tell all of our guests. I promise, no one's listening. All right, it's 1984. That's all you need to know. Sometime in August, I'm yeah. Leo. Oh, I mean, you, got, you got like what is there? 31 in August? I don't a, even know. 30? Is there? I don't know how many days are in August. Yeah, whatever. Pick one. Uh, yeah, whatever. That's, that's, that's when uh, you're. That's when you're. It's, your it's like born. almost the Ides of August. Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> these fucking Greeks. <laughs> these fucking Greeks. They Can't do nothing got, with them. Yeah, it's all these mess, hidden, weird shit, and whatever, dude. I'm, yeah, I, Greek. Greeks, you know, when you're family, you're family. If you're not, then I'm just going to fuck yeah, you. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, might leave, I might leave. I might leave. I might leave. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you guys not want me here? No, we I want you care. here. Okay. We always right, do. Just, just, making, just making sure. Yeah. If we don't, if we don't like you, we're not making fun of you. You know, it's this. We, the way we it just is. don't like you. We have, we have a Greek term called xeni. Which means non-Greek. So if you're ever around a lot of Greeks and they call you Xeni or Xeno, that means yeah, they're. So it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like being a pogue in the Marine Corps. Yeah, 100. percent The okay. exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, like you're not a grunt, so we're just gonna call you that. And like, and I, I find I find that you know most pogues they are they hate that term because I mean all they had to do was make the right decision, but they did. And for me, I didn't know that there was. Another choice. I really, I one, you know, I mean, I, I, I knew that there was females. I knew that there was dudes that weren't in the infantry because they asked me because my, my, my ASVAB score was high. My GT was extremely high on, on the ASVAB and they wanted me to do a different job. Well, I was like, well, if I wanted to do a different job, I'd join the fucking Air Force or the Navy or the Army or I, I'd go be a fucking pussy you know what i mean like I, i'm gonna be an infantry marine because that's gangster and like if you want to go to the military and, and if you're going to the military why the fuck would you not want to be an infantry marine because that's gangster that's 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 hard hitting that's that's real deal so and, and they were just like well you could do something else and i'm like like what that's you because mean, a pogue is asking you those questions. Yeah. So like, like you don't you don't you don't want to be in the infantry. You want to be like me and hate your life. Yeah, they, they, they're they're it's like they're always trying to talk you out of it. Well, actually, yeah. actually, I'll, I'll rephrase that. When you're in the Marine Corps and you're in the infantry, life can suck. And they're looking at these pogues and they're and they're doing crazy things and they're just having fun and you're sitting in a foxhole sitting there watching them and you're like man these bastards these bastards are back here throwing a football behind me and here I am sitting here behind a gun and and when you get out then then it becomes a negative connotation to call someone a pogue like oh you shouldn't call me that I'm a marine too it's like yeah you are but yeah absolutely not like they, they they are not like in in my opinion, like they're they're but but I will I will preface to say that we still love them. I mean, they're still they they no, did sign the line. No, I I I respect anybody that made the choice to go to the military, but I I really just I mean, you were just like I mean, you're basically a chick. Like if you if you if you're not if if, 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 if you're not doing what I'm doing, then pretty much you're in support of me and like women and like you know children's shit like that's that's pretty much what you do like you're just kind of like hanging out you're you would have been a grunt yeah you're, you're, <laughs> well well uh we, we we keep we keep just talking we, we keep talking all that on you know about yorgi but like you know uh your you did not go to the military but you do uh you're a tactical shooter 
Yeah, no. So, man, long story on that one. Well, we like we like to hear the long version of this because <laughs> the long version of actually, the long story. <laughs> well, you're you're. I mean, we're we're gonna give you an hour ish. Oh, you know, a and, whole and, hour. And don't make me call you a seni or whatever the Senny, fuck you said. Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> No, so yeah, tactical shooting. So, I don't know, where did it start? I couldn't even tell you where it started. I was, I was in ROTC in high school, JROTC. Uh, I really enjoyed ROTC. ROTC. And my uh, my major really, really, really wanted me to go to West Point. Uh, then my did football you, coach. Did you, did you have the grades and all that? Oh, yeah. I had the I had the grades. My ASVAB score was really high. Uh, West Point kind of sought me out a little bit. I really wanted to play football, though. Really wanted to play football. What position? Kicker. Can't believe it or not. I'm in Greek. Of course I'm a kicker. I was in soccer uh, for years. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Could you imagine uh, the? Could you imagine his name on the back of a jersey? Yeah. No, well, no. They, it would, they it would make it like twelve point. Yeah, no, it would, no. It would run. It would. It, like you wouldn't be able to see your number. It'd be the whole way fucking down. No, that's what it is. But talking about kicking. And we're going to come back to this in a little while. You cooked for uh, Marshall Thundering Herd national champion. Yeah. Soccer yeah, yeah. Team. Yes, now, I did. Uh, we'll save that for the listeners. That's coming up here in a little bit. <laughs> we want to keep talking about your, your ROTC fucking boots cost money. Yeah. Thumping your shit around, doing whatever the hell you yeah, were doing. Yeah, so with Jay ROTC, he wanted me to go to West Point VMI. He didn't care. He just wanted me to go. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure people in VMI like. <laughs> so, nah, he was like super about it. VMI. Was, I don't even think VMI is a real thing. Is VMI a real <laughs> I, thing? I feel like you're a little salty to VMI a little bit. What is that? I, well, Virginia Military yeah, Institute. I mean, yeah. dude, that ain't fucking real. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like junior college. Yeah, yeah. That ain't fucking real. That's That's ju- it's not. Yeah. It, it's like junior college. Yeah, that, there's army, there's navy, and then there's DMI. <laughs> that's 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 JUCO, fucking military academy, and that's just a bunch of dudes butt fucking each other. That's not cool. No, dude. it's Thank not God. cool. Did you go to VMI? You look like a VMI. I did guy. not. No, I went to I went to Marshall University. Could you imagine being a kicker at VMI? You fucking. <laughs> you, it's the, the bottom of the pile. You'd be that's a kicker. The of the you, pile right you'd there. be a kicker and a catcher. <laughs> oh Jesus. No, you're right. That's a terrible way to think about things. Yeah, so, that is not well, good, dude. I'm so, oh my God, you, you made the, you made the right choice being a restauurantier. Yeah, 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 right. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God you didn't do that. So I didn't. End up, I didn't end up going to the military. Hey, even shout, after. shout out to VMI, dude. We love you. Like everybody, you're just making you're making great fucking military guys, half-ass fucking pogues. God, the pogues. No, so I didn't. I didn't end up going to any of the military colleges. And I decided I wanted to stay in college at Marshall University, try to go for kicking, then that kind of faded off into a dream and just went to school. But then... What was your longest field goal ever? Uh, 48-yard field goal in game. And then practice 61. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. 61 in practice. That's impressive. 60 fucking one? That was a soccer player. I was And I was big for my age. Like... I always looked like I was about four years older than I actually was. So well, you look like you're 70 right yeah, now. Yeah, thank you. In Greece, do they call it soccer? Do they call it soccer or football? They call it something completely different. <laughs> it's, it's called what, what, photo. <laughs> it's called what? Podosphoto. Oh, yeah, that's too hard for me. is foot and ball. So it technically is football. Dude, I eat crayons. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so- soccer works for me, but... So, so, soccer works for the Greeks too. So, right. so you banged a sixty-one. Yeah. In practice. In practice. Sixty-one's a long way. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a weird setup because coach is sitting there. Is like, oh, we're gonna kick one for forty. Okay, we're gonna kick one for forty-five. Was there a scout? No. Unfortunately, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which a word was you know? VMI there? <laughs> no, I think uh, Miami of Ohio was actually my next closest uh, offer. Uh, on anything, ben Rothsburg, big shout out. Exactly. Big, yeah. big, uh, no, I hate the Steelers. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so this is me leaving. <laughs> this is, this hey, is hey, me it's leaving. It's all good, Yogi. I don't yeah, like I, the Steelers. I got a, I got a, I, I, I got, I got a VMI guy, uh, a Docker, if you will, <laughs> like. I mean, like, uh, VMI, hey, if you're a Pogue officer, you came from VMI. Thanks. You know I mean, like, that's great. Kicks and kicks for, I guess, the Browns? I don't know. Um, no, so, yeah, I kicked a little bit. And then coach kept on pushing me back five yards, five yards. We hit about 55 yards, and he kept on pushing me back a yard at a time. Stop when I miss. 
Hit 61, missed 62. So that's sick. That was man. my that's, that was, that, that's, that's, my that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, that's gangster. Yeah, it really is. Now I have to ask you. You have, uh, and I'm going to say this. Uh, shout out to Navarino Bay. Thank you. You came in here tonight. We had the greatest calamari I think I've ever had in my life. Honestly. Are you sure? Is it better than the state okay. college? Uh, 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 I mean, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> okay, so well, no, I'll, I'm also going to co-sign that. But now, when when we knew that uh, we were going to get, well, actually, I've known for a long time that uh, Yorgi, interesting dude, been all been all over. Obviously, blows guys at VMI, <laughs> do, does all that kind of thing, like whatever. Also, kicks like play soccer, like whatever, man. Okay, cool. Whatever, whatever you're up. To. I mean, thank God you can cook. But like, either way, when when I met him, you know, I was like, dude, I know this dude's gonna be, because we were trying to get back to, you know, you being a tactical shooter and things like that, and like, actually showing your worth. But you know, uh, <laughs> he that was he, a dick move. Yeah. Also, <laughs> we tried to get there, yeah, and then well, it didn't yeah, work yeah. out. So now, so now, so now we're just gonna talk about how worthless you are. But like, but like the, 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 the the biggest the biggest thing was, you know, you're you are also a listener of our podcast. Oh God, yeah, like so. So when I met Nate, he told me about this podcast, and I was like, you know, that sounds. I really wish I had the time to do that myself. That sounds awesome. That sounds amazing. Because I, I think I remember the first thing Nate ever said to me. Actually, he said it to somebody you were with that night. Yeah, you, yeah, you you were wearing a Nosler hat. Yeah, I was wearing a Nosler hat, and Nate was like, asked the person, "Is he ex-military?" And she was like, "No." And I was, then we started talking about everything. And now I'm just a big-time shooter. You know, I I love shooting. I love competition shooting. Mainly competition shooting. I I like to hunt. I never get the chance to hunt. I loved, it. but yeah, I mean, competition shooting is a big part of who I am. It, it's insane. It's just so much fun. Well, now, when you say competition shooting, are you are you pistols, rifles? I do both pistol, rifle, and shotgun. Okay, and what's what's your? Uh, well, they call that three gun. No, actually, I <laughs> I don't do three gun yet. There's nobody around here that does three gun. Local, which is it's kind of annoying because I really want to do three gun, but I do USPSA pistol shooting, action rifle rifle shooting, and then just trap or skeet shooting for competition with shot. Okay, so, and what's, so what's your uh, longest rifle shot? My longest current rifle shot, uh, I have a record, it was eight point buck, 628 yards. Nice, that's a stroke. Yeah, no, it was it was a good shot, especially in some hills in West Virginia. That's yeah. that's that's <laughs> here. That was out in the sage. It was hilltop to hilltop. Oh, it wow. was a hell of a shot. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, that had to have been. That was it was one of those spotter sniper kind of moments because I had the buddy right there on the scope, looking down. Yeah, Nate, me, hey, there ask, Nate, ask Nate how I use a, uh, a spotter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, wait till he turns. And, then, and it's like, and, and as I'm saying, wait till he, bang. <laughs> John doesn't like to listen to me. No, no. <laughs> but oh, but no. here's the thing. Uh, John doesn't have a chance to talk when I start shooting. No, no. no. Really. I, I can tell you right now, he, he took an eight-point buck off the backside of my rig. And it was one of the greatest shots I've ever seen. Oh, really? Nice. And I mean, I've seen a lot of shots, but this this buck was probably, I would say, it was only what would you say, Nate, about seventy yard shot, eighty yard he, shot. He's, he, he was. He was every bit of eighty, but yeah, not 80, ninety, not ninety. Probably, yeah, probably okay. an eighty yard yeah, shot. Yeah. But three does ran out, and Nate says, "You want the meat?" And I said, "Yeah, take one." I was thirty feet away from him. He he he, he sights him with a two eighty. And this is from a standing shot. We're walking. I mean, we're just jump shot is all yeah. we're doing. He's walking, and they, they run freehand. Freehand. Free yeah, freehand. <laughs> they run out, and then a buck runs out. And all Nate does, I see the, I see his rifle go from right in front of him to the – and he just jumps to the left real quick. And within a split second, he takes a shot. And at this point, I'd already got up next to him, and this buck was full stride as fast as it could run in the air. Nate blew the bottom of its heart out, and it, I mean, as soon as the shot went off, this buck just went face first on the no, ground, slid no, like ten that, feet. That, that, that's, that's actually wild. No, 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 listen, that's 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 not that's not accurate. That was one hundred percent accurate. Don't that, no, no, that's not accurate. Don't lie to your friends. I shot, I shot, uh, I shot that buck twice in the heart. That buck 
was running and I shot him in the heart. I got I got no, a picture wow. of the heart. I have no, a picture no, of the heart. But there's I shot it I shot him twice okay. in the heart. He was running and I shot him in the heart. And because I shot him in the heart, and usually when you shoot animals in the heart, I've shot a lot of animals all over the world. I've been pretty blessed to do that. I've killed all kinds of cool shit. The and he was running, so he had momentum. Well, he didn't just fall over, so I decided to shoot him in the heart again. <laughs> so I, I shot mean, him in yeah. the heart twice. Oh you know, wow! That's and, wild. And he, he it was like insane. That. He didn't like that. That yeah, was insane. That that six hundred that 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 shot was. It was it was a surreal moment. It was two seventy Winchester, and I that's like real far. For, that's real far for a two. That's well, well, real I mean, far, but it's a, it's a flat flying well, round. Well, know? I mean, if we're talking about guns, then so I shoot a two eighty. Like I mean, I, I have a, I have a my my dad's best friend built. He went to gunsmithing school in Colorado, and he built uh, my dad this two eighty. But it was actually for me because I was just a youngster. Uh, his his I, I consider him my uncle Uncle Donnie. He built this rifle. He went to Colorado. He went to the Harvard of gunsmithing school yeah. in Colorado, yeah. and and uh, he ran out of money because he was partying, fucking probably snorting coke and fucking drinking and doing whatever. <laughs> and he was just partying, going wild, you know. And uh, he called my dad and was like, "Hey man, you you know I need some money." Uh, to build this gun <laughs> for my graduate for for me to graduate my final yeah. product, my dad was like, "Well, build me a 280." Because at, at the time, back in the 80s, uh, 280 was new, 280 Rem. Yeah, yeah. So 270 Winchester, like you know, Remington put out the 280 to compete with 270. So, I mean, I, I know what that gun's capable. I've killed shit all over the fucking continent with that gun. I mean, I've killed tons of shit with it. And I've shot them far, far, far away. Uh, so I mean, like I get it, but you know, I'm just I'm a I'm a, rem, I'm a 280 rem guy over yeah. 271. Yeah, <laughs> 271 was just a I don't know. It was a cartridge that spoke to me. Most of the time, it was because that it was the only rifle I could find left-handed. Because you're, left, you're left-handed. I'm a left-handed shooter. Uh, in VMI, that's okay. In the, Mar- <laughs> in, in, in the Marine Corps, we call that wrong-handed. You know. It, it, it's with it's with rifles. I have to. I'm left eye dominant. And I have to left hand shoot with pistols. Just this last year, I've trained myself to right hand shoot. Interesting. Yeah, it's been it's been a journey. We're both, we, we were both range coach courses in the Marine Corps, and I can say pistol shooting is is something that I can do. Nate can do. Ninety percent of people cannot shoot a pistol. No, it's the ninety. You're hundred percent right. I mean, shooting a pistol is. There's there's a lot more technique. There's a lot more form to it. You know, shoving something something in your shoulder and pulling the trigger. It, is it's one thing. so much yeah. more, in, in my opinion, because for me, a shotgun or a a rifle is 100% just. I mean, I, I I'm an instinctive shooter. Yeah. Even with a rifle, even with a scope, even I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm like oh, that's that's it over there. Bam, it's dead. It's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. With a pistol, I have to bring myself back into the fundamentals every single time. And because I, you know, I lack the exposure now. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm 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 inaccurate sometimes. Yeah. Other times I'm I'm good. I mean, when everything lines up nice, I'm better. There, there was a time when I shot more rounds and I was uh, put more rounds down range that I, that I, I did a lot better yeah. and I was way more proficient. But it, it's not riding a bike, that's for sure. That's Pistol not, shooting yeah. is not riding a bike. So would you say would you say that your passion outside of cooking and being in a restaurant is shooting? No, oh, 100 percent, definitely. So I mean, when you're not here and you're not doing something with the family, you're you're in competitive shooting. I'm either. Mode. I'm either airsoft training in my backyard because yeah, you know, I live in downtown Huntington or not downtown, but I live in Huntington in the city. I can't just pop off rounds, you know, in my backyard. Well, I mean, now, now that we've gotten to know each other, you can hit me up and come out to the farm and do what no, you want. That's, that'd be perfect. I mean, yeah, because right now I got an airsoft gun that mocks my actual competition gun. It's it's a copy of it. Nice. And so I can train when I'm at the house. Well, I mean, I think that's probably something that a lot of people don't understand. Like the 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 biggest thing that you have to deal with is the weapon in your hand. It's yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, whatever happens. In your hands, it's. I mean, once it goes out the muzzle, yeah, exactly. That that's over. With. Yeah, that's over. With. So you don't you don't you don't have to shoot. 
No, you know, I, I don't even have to actually shoot a projectile out of the barrel. Well, I mean, a lot well, of times I do dry fire practice, it, and, and, that, and that's and we snapped in. We used to have to run that kind of shit. Yeah, you know the the, the thing that I always understood back. I mean, I'm a traditional bow shooter, is what I am. Yeah, and my dad would always tell me, you know, and my dad's a fucking beast, and and he would and he would always tell me he's like, you know, the fuck, like he, I mean, he's very politically incorrect. But he would say, you know, the fucking Japs, you know, they, you, you, you had a bow for seven years before you got an arrow. Yeah. And you shot your bow, you drew your bow, and you anticipated your shot for seven fucking years before you actually shot your bow with an arrow downrange. And that's, and that's pretty awesome that you brought that up because that really will. Let, let that let, lets people know that like you can get proficient with a platform without having to do that. It doesn't mean like let's go take on the world because I fucking had an airsoft gun. Like let, let if you're listening to me right now and you, and and you think well I'll just go buy an airsoft gun, uh, airsoft AR, and now all of a sudden I'm a fucking protector of the universe. You ain't. <laughs> but you know I mean you need live fire way more than you need airsoft. But yeah, you do. The, the repetition is nice. And and the and, and where it needs to be inside your shoulder, inside you know, yeah. s- sight picture, sight alignment, things like that. I mean, it's just it, it's pretty solid. I mean, the first time I took I took my stepdaughter out to shoot. I, and I'm a big advocate for teaching kids how to shoot. <laughs> a big advocate for teaching kids how to shoot. And uh, first time I took her out there, it was it was straight 30 minutes of pulling the trigger with nothing in the chamber, racking the bolt, pulling the trigger with nothing in the chamber. Keeping the head, you know, cheek on the stock, looking down the sight, not losing that picture, pulling the trigger with nothing in the chamber. Then I would load the gun, and then have her do it. And honestly, it was the most endearing thing in the world, the cutest thing in the world. You know, she's 10 years old, and she's got this really nice Ruger Precision 22 in front of her. The second I loaded around in the chamber, she wouldn't pull the trigger. She was afraid that there might be somebody accidentally down the range. And I was That's sick. awesome. Exactly. She has that that consciousness to go, what if there's somebody down there I want to make sure? Now, it, you know, obviously, it's we've been to ranges. We know it is. That's something I wish I wish most adults. Exactly. 100%. Well, I'll, I'll piggyback that and say when I was coaching, uh, we would do different weird shit. And, like, we would coach a bunch of pogues a lot of times because, like, the grunts. I mean, like, I called more because of coach's course and the other shit than probably most Marines had to shoot qualification. Yeah. But, like, I picked a female every single time. Oh. You know, for my high shooter. I picked them every time. And then you had to buy them a shooting jacket if if you lost. I never, I mean, I always picked a female. No bad habits. It was one of my biggest things when I was going up and shooting, being coming, you know, really good at training people how to shoot. I would always teach females how to shoot just because they needed to know more. Most guys, they had their dads, their uncles, whatever, teach them. No, actually, dudes are the worst. They, they, they really are. They really D- are the dude, worst. Dudes are the worst to shoot with because they know everything. Yeah, they exactly. invented, they, <laughs> we are so stubborn. We know so many things. Well, they they well, invented I mean, shooting. We, we do know everything. Yeah, no, no, you're 100% right. I mean, they, <laughs> I mean they, they, they invented shooting. No, but I mean, heck, I mean. It's so weird when you get into competition shooting too. So USPSA, I see a lot of new guys come in first time. You know, I'm always really nice. I, I want to sit there. I want to talk to them. I want to sit there and say, "Hey, what kind of gear you're in? What's your gun? You know, what'd you do to it?" Because I was that guy once. You know, I took in my first match. I took in a Glock 17 that I tricked out, and it didn't work. <laughs> it would not run. It would not keep up because I did way too much to it. It would not run. And so that's why the first thing I ask is, what you, what'd you do to your gun? Let me tell you that it may or may not work. Don't get discouraged. And that was the biggest thing. Like, when I went in, my gun failed. My gun failed on the very first stage of my very first match. It was a terrible feeling. But well, that's, a men- that's a mental kick in the dick. It is, it is a mental kick in the dick. But the, the range officer of the match, he said, I want to give you my gun. I'm going to let you use it. You know, you have to switch belts. I have to shoot 
I draw right-handed, but shoot left-handed. It was really fucking weird. It was so you're never draw, want to do you, that again. You're drawing, I'm drawing and switching. Yeah, they <laughs> call that, they call that carry. Yeah, man. it was freaking terrible. But I, I I finished that match. Then I went back home. Next match went out. Worked on my gun a little bit. Shot better. Still failed a little bit. So there's a lot of me. You know, bang bang. Oh crap! Didn't chamber. Got a re rack. Bang bang bang. I'm really good at fixing gun problems on the fly. I'll tell you that with with messing with a you know, screwed up gun. Finally, I was smart and got a Sig instead of a Glock, and now I run a gun that's creme de la creme, smooth. perfect every time, smooth as butter. All right, and when I and I'd like to I'd like to branch off here because we, we've talked about the tactical shooting, but I'd like to I'd like to jump into what you do. I mean, what, what I you do. do for a living? What you do for a living? Because. We are here, like I said, live at Navarino Bay. So what we want to hear about this restaurant, though, is what got you into cooking? What made you have a passion to feed people? Man, that's a really long story. So I had gotten a job bartending. Every guy, college, they want to bartend. It's a glorious, magnificent, you know, luxurious looking job. I had finally gotten that job. and. Quickly got promoted to manager because it was it was a small local place, you know. It was developing more from a bar to a restaurant. And uh, my first couple of weeks as a manager, I was just sitting back there watching the cooks do their thing, and I was memorizing everything that they did because I mean, one day I have to go back there and do that, just in case I need to go back there save them. I need to help them out. So visually, I learned what they were doing. And then eventually, I ended up having to go back there. Be, being a visual learner, that has to help in the competitive shooting side too, right? I mean, no, like, no, it, it does. I've learned so much from watching, just watching things. YouTube is whatever, you know. But then with, with the cooking, I was sitting there watching them. I learned everything. I knew how to make everything at that point. The one day, shit went south. The owner was looking like, "What are we going to do?" And I just walked back on the line and I started cooking. He's like, "You know how to do this?" Like, I've been sitting back here watching them forever. It's like, "Yeah, I know how to do it." And that started to build kind of this thing. I loved being back on that line. <laughs> it felt so nice. Like I had this thing about creation, creating something, and people trying it, and people enjoying it. You know, people experiencing something I did. A job but, well done. A job well done. I, I, I get somewhat of a high off that. You know, it, it, it's a bit of a, I made something, it's it's a pride thing. I made something, I put it out there, somebody enjoys it. That's Init awesome. Initially, did you need the instant gratification of it? Or were you okay with being in the back, not seeing the reaction, just knowing the product that you put out? No, yeah, just knowing, just looking at something, go, yeah, I did that. Let it go. You know, I didn't need the walking out to the table and saying, hey, how was it? Yeah, and that, plugging and that, them to death. <laughs> and that brought you to the point where you are now able to facilitate a, a the ability to take care of an entire national championship team. <laughs> yeah, so just because, you know, I want to cook good food. But before we touch on that, I ate at Navarino Bay tonight, and the chef would not leave me alone. No, no, I was, I was up in your face. And there was something about calamari, and I just had to know. I and it was, had oh, to it was know. So, it was so good. It was so good. I, I, I just had to say that because you're like, no, I just didn't bother the, the patron. Well, I was the patron tonight, and it seemed like maybe you bothered me a little bit. I mean, I, I already wrote a Yelp review. It's fine. <laughs> Fucking Yelp, Jesus Christ! I so, hate that website. No, fucking VMI. <laughs> oh, Jesus VMI. <laughs> so, so you and your restaurant, you guys exclusively, or was it was it a group of people that that fed the Marshall soccer team the national championship this year? So it was it was really weird. I, I got a text message from uh, somebody that I knew. It was the mother of one of the players on the team. Uh, a Greek girl that I'd known pretty much my entire life. She sent me this message that says, "Hey, you know, they want to know if you can feed the team for this for this game coming up." And I said, "I didn't say anything because I didn't know. It was just a weird time. We were understaffed, COVID and everything. You know, 
I was in between in between shipments on that day. I was like, I can't even get the stuff to do this. The next morning, I slept on it. You know, the next morning, I woke up and looked at the message and got, oh fucking hell, yeah, I'm doing. This. <laughs> so might, uh, yeah, this Duh. is sixty four mills in one day. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a check, right? I'm doing. I'm doing, I'm doing this. this. So uh, now I, I I figured all the logistics out and banged it out real quick. You know, got the the praise back. You know, they, they loved it. They want you to have you on for all the home games this year. That's amazing, Dad. That was, and especially since they wound up becoming the national champions this <laughs> yeah, year. I mean, a, that's it was the a big, big feeling. That's big for you, man. It was a I mean, huge feeling, man. I mean, I ate here tonight, minus the hassle that I got from uh, staff that wouldn't leave me alone while I was eating. I just don't know tomorrow. I'm probably going to win a national championship at some point. <laughs> hey, you know what? We can just throw an impromptu match or something. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just we'll call, that the, we'll call that the toilet bowl. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> why, why, why would we call it that? That's the, not the toilet bowl? That's not a good one. No. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, well, I mean, that's where it's going to end up. I don't. Who do I have to play? VMI? <laughs> <laughs> play VMI in anything, you're going to win. <laughs> Duh. Because they don't have a good kicker. Yeah. Yeah. They lost out on that kicker. Yeah, they missed the kicker. They missed that one. Man. Wow. Now, but cooking for the soccer team was... It was an unbelievable experience because it was such a workload. We're talking about 32 pregame meals, 32 postgame meals. Usually at the busiest two times of the day that I have to work. So... It was a lot of figuring out how we're going to do this. We always delivered, you know. And did you guys do that? Like they ordered off the menu, or did you just have a set meal that you were making? We we, we were we worked with Petza, the the coach. And he's really into nutrition and what the guys eat. And he said, "Can you do this, this, and this?" And I'm like, you know, that stuff's not on my menu, but I'll make it happen. You know, and that's the way I am with catering. I don't care if it's. I don't do pulled pork barbecue, but if you want me to do pulled pork barbecue, I'll I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I always, I mean, I always thought soccer players just like ate like crackers and blue guys. I'm telling you, it's chicken, rice, and steamed vegetables. That's what it is. It's what you think. Yeah, so like, like, body, like bodybuilders, like body <laughs> yeah, bodybuilders eat. You know, that's that's what they eat now. Oh. <laughs> hey, don't be so tough on soccer. <laughs> no, soccer's a tough sport, man. I will say. Can you I, run for 45 minutes and then again for another 45 minutes? Dude, I couldn't minutes. run for two minutes right now. <laughs> I mean, if I'm running, you should run too. Probably. We should all run. Man, hell. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm running, if, run that was an, if that was an invitation, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. We've got to get back in shape. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I'm like, an, I mean, I'm, I think I'm fucking basically a. a Picture of fucking health. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate quotes to me all the time. I treat my body my body like a trash can. No, I use the term dumpster. Dumpster. I'm sorry. See, dumpster. I treat my body like a temple, but it's the temple that has the best buffet in town all the time. No, I mean honestly, I, mean, my, my, I treat my body like a dumpster. I just put whatever I want in there. There you go. And I just deal with it, and, and I just kind of figure it out. And you know, I guess if, if I have to run, I, I, I choose not to. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather just stand and fight. Yeah, I mean, that's no, that's I that's, understand a, that's, that, a, yeah. that's a that's a better way. Like that can kind of counteract like not being able to run. Yeah, you know, so stand and fight and get good at that. I guess. You know what I mean? So I mean, I was, yeah. I was like two hundred and ninety pounds a year and a half ago. Oh my gosh, what do you got now? Uh, two hundred and thirty. I was down to two hundred and fifteen, but then COVID hit. And it was really hard to do my diet. You put on your COVID nineteen. Yeah, and I put on well, my COVID nineteen. Oh my god, I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I did no, not know. No, that about I, was, I was a big. When you met me, I was a skinnier guy, a yeah. lot skinnier than I was. But congratulations! Thank man. you, That's thank awesome. you. It was a lot of dieting. It was, it was driven by the competitive shooting. I wanted to be more competitive. So yeah, you want to be more fleet. Yeah, exactly. You want to move and, I want to and, and do quicker whatever. my feet. You know. Make that turn and know that my knees uh, aren't going to give out. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what's your? What are? Uh, I'd like to actually hit before we, you know, because we're, we're we're working our way towards the end of this. You know, what's your what's your Instagram? What's your Facebook? Uh, definitely, you know, what's for the for for Navarino Bay? Which oh yeah, we, we have Navarino Bay Restaurant at Navarino Bay Restaurant for Instagram. Uh, Navarino Bay just on Facebook. You know, you'll find us anywhere. Just Google it. It'll come up either the actual Navarino Bay or my restaurant. <laughs> now, <laughs> so can I, can I ask this question? Is Navarino Bay, is that a real bay? In yeah, Greece? it's a real okay. place in Greece. Is that, is that kind of close to where your family's it's from? 10 minutes from where my family's from. Oh, okay. 
that makes sense. Now that makes sense. It's like you know, five seconds. Cool. I know we we were in Suda Bay and we had when we got off the ships, we had to drive about forty five minutes to get to anywhere to even have a beer. Oh wow! And and the taxi cab drivers in Greece are amazing. What are you talking about? They're insane. (laughs) They're freaking insane. They're so bad. Our taxi cab driver actually got on the sidewalk and about hit five or six people. And it's like the people on the sidewalk knew. They knew what was about to happen. They jumped out of the way. And it was like nothing. They were just like, oh, hey, jump out of the way. Here comes another taxi cab. And as soon as you get in, they're like, what? uh, Marines, what, what do you want? You want pins? You want uh, you want steroids? What do you, what do you want? <laughs> what, what you want to go to the pharmacy? Well, I know what? all the places. I know all yeah, what, the places. Yeah, uh, did. You, you, need ster- you need steroids and pins? What do you what do you want? You need you need pins too? That's fine. I got one. You're like, go, honcho, go. Yeah. <laughs> no, Greek taxi drivers, they are insane. They are insane. Yeah, I, you know, there was, there was two out of the three times that I remember being to Greece that we actually had the exact same taxi driver. Oh, wow. I'm talking about like five years apart. (laughs) We had this from Athens to Sparta, which is, it's a three-hour trip back then, you know, it's a lot quicker now, but that three-hour trip, we had the same taxi driver two times in a row. I was like, Dad, how'd you score that? <laughs> like, this guy's actually pretty normal. He, he speaks English. Did, you, know? you had to pay advance, or did you? I don't know. I'll, did he get his phone number? I mean, that wasn't a thing back then. You I'll know? say this about I'll say this about Greek people. I grew up where I grew up in Clearwater. I, when I got thrown out, or my mom pulled me out, whatever you want to call it, I, I, I got thrown out of public school and I got thrown in private school. And the private school I went to around here would be classified as a big school, but down there it was kind of small. And when I when I went there, everybody knew everybody, and everybody was a dick. I mean, they were <laughs> they were not nice. There was one other kid that he got thrown out of public school and had to go to private education. Oh wow! And he was a Greek man. He was a Greek kid, and his name <laughs> is Louis Sparadakos. No, jeez, that sounds and he sounds was like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll never forget. I'll never forget his. I'll never forget his name for the one reason that when we got there, we became friends. His parents had hit the lottery, <laughs> and shit. so so they sent him to private school. And he wasn't a very good kid. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was he was a bad kid. Obviously, neither was John. I was. I was. <laughs> I was not the most stellar of children, but I will say this. To this day, Louis. I mean, that kid. He. he we. I befriended him, and we became friends. And. Out of probably 500 kids, we were the only two that everybody was like, stay away from those two. Oh, wow. But I loved it, man. I loved it. His whole family was great. I like how I get the brunt of all the misbehaving in this whole thing. Like, I mean, well, I you, mean it's, it's, it's due, Nate. It's you, due. You're a listener, so you know, but like, I'm always getting the brunt of how. Poorly behaved that I've always been, and now we got little little yawn creamer over there just doing his thing, like just out there hanging out with Louis Steve Polycarnopolis. Have I ever told and you? Like, ever told you how I, mean, I got thrown out of, out of private school? Have I told you this story? I, mean, I think I think you're about to tell the masses. It's, right a, now. it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, the hottest girl in school. I'm not gonna say her name. She wrote me I a penthouse it. letters forum daggone. Dude, you know no, I'm, not, I'm not gonna no lie. Way. I'm not gonna lie. Seriously though, penthouse forum letters was like the hottest shit ever. It like was. as a little it dude, was. it was. <laughs> and she, and she dude, wrote one. <laughs> yeah. I, I I preferred that over like fucking nude Max because oh, I was dude, like, no, she, I thought the letters was one. sweet. She wrote me one. <laughs> the she letters were six. One, really. I thought they were real. I think when I was like eleven. She Jeez. wrote me this letter and. And I'm in Bible class. This is a Baptist. Here we fucking this go. Is, now this he's is, trying to church it. This is this is now, a, here's, yeah, yeah. here's where church okay, comes okay. in. This okay. is Listen. a Baptist school. This is a Baptist school, okay? And this girl writes me this letter, and I'm reading. And I'm like, I can't believe this girl just wrote me this letter. I'm gonna write her one back. <laughs> so so I write her this this real juicy letter. I mean, it was juicy. I, everything that that I could think of that I had read in other magazines. How old were you? Let's see. This is this is the middle of tenth grade. So what are you like, fifteen? Oh no, no, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, About you 15, mean you're yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah, a late you're you're an early you're you're like a late birthday April. Yeah, yeah. So you were 15, definitely 16, fifteen. Yeah, like, fifteen. In, 10th grade by that time I was definitely 16 yeah so I'm 15 I write this letter and I and I, I pass it across class and she gets the letter had you beat any cheeks yet yes yeah so that's what I'm saying so, so that's not fair that you're writing <laughs> that's a, not fair it's not fair that you're writing a letter about beating cheeks or 
I don't even know what it's going to say yet, but I just wanted to say. Honestly, I don't know what it says. I think my mom still has it. Yeah, oh, well, no. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure she doesn't. <laughs> I, I'm sure she doesn't read it frequently. No, but probably. Like, she probably but, burnt it, actually. But, well, I would hope so. I mean, I'm going to ask Chris if she did. Well, I like, can say this. I can say this. It, it, how it went down, she, this girl left the note that I wrote her under her desk. And oh. the, the, the Bible teacher found the note. And then when I came into class the next day, she's standing outside of the door. Everybody goes in. I come up. She puts her hand up. She goes, stop. I'm like, what's up? She goes, she pulls that letter out and hands it to me I'm, and, or shows it to me. And I'm like, for real? I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't talk about shitting on chests and fucking <laughs> I didn't go that way. Didn't, shit, John. You can't do the you, yeah, Cleveland you steamer yeah, thing yeah, no, and all that stuff. Like, no, you can't. You're, you're in church. Yeah, church no, school. You, yeah, pretty, much, pretty, much, pretty much. Pretty much. But church school. Like, I feel like you're chastised right now. You guys are, you guys are ignorant. I, I honestly... <laughs> I'm so starting, we're not down with the times apparently enough. I, no, no I, I'm just starting to rethink everything. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what you on? said, what you said, kind of goes right into what I'm about to say, because I was playing football for this school. And I was the quarterback, and the principal, she walks me down to his office, hands him the letter. He reads the letter and looks at me, and the only thing he says to me is, "I wouldn't write something like this to my wife, and I can't think of any other young man your age that could even think of this stuff." And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I can't think of one that can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know one guy that can't think of the stuff that I wrote in this letter. But it's kind of like, why is that's probably why your marriage is so unhappy because you can't even think. Yeah, shit. exactly, <laughs> on, exactly, yeah, get, man. Get, get with the time. Hey, your, your wife hates you, dude. Yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of the missionary. Get out of the missionary. Fucking, uh, go, go into the copier room. Copy my letter. Change the name and send it to your wife right now. You're probably gonna have a very interesting night. You're gonna be a lot more happy. You know, got you know, was a val Victorian. I mean, I mean, for real, it would have changed. It probably would have been everything. I don't. I don't think John was ever going to get Valerie. No, no, no. I was actually. That would have had to be a really good letter. When I got thrown out of that school, they put me back in public education. I was there, and I was in a. I was in a program called Goals, which is graduating options alternative to leaving school. Oh wow! Which was great. Sounds bad. Dude, it was great. I had no books. I had no homework. I had to show up, and I got a grade. We're learning a lot about John tonight. Yeah, is this a new thing? Do we not learn a lot about John? I, well, I mean, I've, like, had, I've, I've had a lot of beers. So. I've known, I've known these things about John, but I thought that we were saving them for a special occasion. Hey, what's but, more special because, than but, tonight? You well, got like well, Huntington's Greek guy. Yeah, you know I mean? tonight, exactly. tonight, tonight's been amazing. That's how I feel about it. Tonight's been amazing, but like I thought that. We were gonna focus on you. Yorgi's over here, and he just looked at his bottle of bourbon, all sad because he only had a little drop. But <laughs> what I think I, the big, I, I think the biggest thing is he's like, dude, Yorgi is such a fuck up. I need <laughs> VMI. I I need Let's to do be the more. VMI talk. He's like, no, he's like, he's like, I need to be more of a fuck up than Yorgi right now to make Yorgi feel at home. And dude, that's tough to do. Man, I, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've done a lot of things, bartending, shooting, chefing, I mean, you name it. Somebody had told me, I was thinking about this earlier, somebody had told me once, a long time ago, that don't let anybody tell you that there's nothing you can't do. And it was one of these things I've grabbed onto my entire life. So that's where, that's where cooking came from. That's where shooting came from. Somebody would look at me and say, hey, you can't do that. Oh, guess what? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm doing it right now. No, you're you're doing. It. I mean, I meant I meant I was speaking yeah, I like you. you. I got you. Hide yeah. and watch. I there, there was somebody, and there's been a lot of times in my life. Somebody had said, and I had overheard that. Hey, you know your 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 restaurant's not gonna last six months. Then I took that personal, and I said, you know what, motherfucker. This one will last a lot longer than six months. You're like, yo, see that bush There's right there? Hide behind see, a watch. I'm three years now. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. So, so I mean, that being said, what, uh, you know, what's your, I don't want to say struggle, but you're you're in Appalachia. You're in the heart of it right now. And you've, you've grown here. And you've progressed here. You've 
cooked for national champions. You've shot with the best of the best. You've done done all these things uh, as like I mean, you were raised Greek by a by a woman that was a, a white chick from <laughs> Appalachia. Yeah. I mean, like you you you've adhered to all the things that is Appalachia. Why do you want to be here? Dad, I could not imagine my life anyplace else. I really couldn't. I, I hear all these stories growing up with, with, the, with the friends of, from high school. Everybody's like, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait. I'm like, why? We have it so nice here. Everything is so great. We have the beautiful scenery. We can do what we want. You know, when it comes to us, you know, conservative types, yeah, West Virginia is great, <laughs> you know, but it's everybody tries to make the worst out of everything instead of seeing the best, and they're looking at these other place places out there that they want to move to, seeing the best but not the worst. You know, when I hear about somebody wanting to move to Seattle, I laugh my ass off because Seattle's shithole right now. Well, I mean, didn't they take over an entire city block and <laughs> say not, this not is a different country? That. It's like, I mean, people are doing drugs just right I, there I on could, the street I, side. It's 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 ridiculous. I could have I went to Seattle by myself. Well, actually, I would have taken John. Yeah. Actually, I would have I called a couple other dudes. Uh, I'd have probably I'd have probably called Robert Pedersen. I definitely would have called Robert Pedersen. Uh, Jay Recto. Yeah, uh, you know, I would have probably called Jay Recto. I probably would have got a doc. I would have got Doc McEwen involved. And I definitely would have hollered at my boy Griff, you know, uh, Roger Griffith. But and Griff would have ran it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, he would have obviously had been the lead. But, like, we, we needed a corpsman. We would have needed whatever. But, like, I would have took a five-man team mm-hmm. in there with light arms. And there wouldn't have been a shot fired. We just would have went in and taken that city block back. Like, so, I mean, it's just not, it's, it's a, I, I don't buy into all that shit because I know what, uh, five Marines with a, with, the, with the same agenda is capable of. So it's like, if you don't allow it to happen, it's not going to happen. And if you allow it to happen, and 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 don't do anything to, to stop it. You're never going to do it. So, I mean, like I say, you have 16 regular guys with firearms and five Marines with not. Five Marines are going to win. They they mentally can take them down. Well, before I mean, they ever it, it's, the it's, it's not really. It's not really. I mean, it's just. It's just a. It's a mindset it, that, that yeah, changes the yeah. game. It's 100 percent a you mindset. Know, I mean. Uh, Yorgi, I, I gotta say, man, like you know, you opened up your not only uh, your life story and everything that you've you've done, and I mean, you know, the competitive shooting, the the being the chef, dealing with the Greek, big fat Greek wedding was awesome. That's cool. <laughs> you know, just all of the things that you've done uh, is amazing. You know, thank uh, you. What, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is, well, Navarino Bay Restaurant. What's your personal Instagram? My personal Instagram is at Helios underscore tactical dot com. I did away with my personal. I wanted somewhere to post my gun stuff. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I, I want everybody to hear that. But, you know, so like as, as I, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking around and you can see me looking around. And it's just, I mean, what you got going on is amazing. Food yeah. is second to none. Absolutely outstanding. There's going to be some amazing pictures that are going to be posted about your food. Um, you know, you as you as a human being, uh, regardless of the fact that you were a kicker. You know, I mean, I still like you. <laughs> or the you whole know, VMI thing. You know, right? the VMI thing. The, the, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that I don't like, but like I'm. I'm I mean, there's people listening right now, so like I'm trying to just be nice. But either way. You know, not in, in all honesty, man, dude, thank you so much for having us out here. I would love for you to come back on here later. I'd love uh, that. What, what we would like to do, and I wanted to bring this up, uh, there's two things I got to talk to you about right okay. now before we, yeah. before we kill this. Let's do it. The first thing is uh, John and I would like to go out and do a tactical shoot with you. That would be absolutely amazing we'd, li- we'd, li- we'd like to video that and like do it on our social media platforms 
do some Facebook Live with it. No, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I would love that. And we we're down for that whenever. No, oh, great. We can we can actually do that at my farm. No, we, we can do it on a range because range. we're, we're going we, to range or farm. It don't matter. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I I think we need to do it on a range because I want to hear bump. I want to bust. Steel. No, I've, I've got I've got the timers. I've got steel. We can do it anywhere okay, we want. It. Not downtown Huntington. We but can do it anywhere else we fair. want. I mean, yeah. I'm about to start shooting right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but the second thing definitely popping off at your mouth. Yeah. Desk pop. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, don't worry about me. I'm already certified. But you know, the one thing that I've been waiting all. And, and this is going to be the end of this podcast. The one thing that I've been waiting on to, to say to you is I I was approached by somebody that is a very dear friend of mine that can market this podcast better. And I just so happen to need a graphic designer. Do you know anything about <laughs> Are you touching on something I haven't talked about, being a graphic designer? Yes, yes, we oh, are. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I know I know a little bit. <laughs> it just so happens I have a sheet. Right oh, here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to open this up. We want you to take a this. look at this, and we want to see if it's something that you can create and make happen. Holy Jesus, what the hell's going on? There's a lot going on there. I want to need a translator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, we, we wrote it in Greek for you. This is a new logo? It's going to be our logo. Oh, you want me to do new? Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I want to sit there. I thought your original Lego was shit. So I was, <laughs> was kind of halfway going to offer it. I say, hey, you guys want a new logo? But no. Okay. Yeah. No, dude. Like, yeah, I can do this. A hundred percent in no time. That would be I amazing. I was once Huntington's premier graphic designer. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely could do so this. So here's what here's what we here's what like we we'd like to extend that to you. Yeah, no, and, dude, uh, definitely that will on. forever put you in the grunts and Appalachia family. Well, you already are, but you know, I mean, <laughs> thank it, you so much. Uh, we, we'd like to, to extend that to you and see what you come up with because we would appreciate your creativity and you know, kind of just move forward. And we'll talk more after we, oh, yeah, definitely. After we wrap this, but. Uh, we were kind of saving that. You 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 snuck the calamari on me. We snuck. <laughs> You're sneaking something on me. Yep. That's that's insane. Okay, no, this is. You know, I've had clients give me less to work with. So <laughs> 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 this is this is going to be awesome. Like I'm, I'm looking at this and going, here's every detail I would call and ask a question about. No, this is this is amazing. Oh my god. All yeah, right. no, I'll, I'll, I'll be super proud to do this. This is going to be this We would be, be very great. appreciative and it would be amazing. <laughs> Yorgi, you have been an awesome guest, brother. We have enjoyed having you on here and we have enjoyed your food. We've enjoyed your restaurant. We've enjoyed everything about your story and we look forward to seeing what you can create on that. Check us out. Check us out. Grunts and Apple Grunts underscore in underscore Appalachia on Instagram. Grunts and Appalachia on Facebook. Check us out. Follow us. Give us a like. You know, check out every Tuesday we drop this up. This episode will drop on Tuesday morning. You're gonna hear it. You already know that if you're listening. If you don't, every Tuesday on Spotify. That's the best channel to get us definitely definitely check us out because you're always going to learn and meet and understand things that you never even knew was possible so check us out but as always grunts and appalachia out